This episode of On the Record is brought to you by AgriSolutions. AgriSolutions is the market leader in wearable parts, components, accessories, and solutions for tillage, seeding, planting, fertilizing, hardware, and inventory management solutions. Improve performance and durability with a wide range of in-field and extended life solutions. To learn more about AgriSolutions and their globally recognized brands, such as Belota, Ingersoll Tillage, and Trinity Logistics, visit agrisolutionscorp.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Our monthly dealer optimism index has been trending negative since July of 2021, but had seen modest improvement in recent months. The latest reading, however, saw a 38-point drop. Each month, we ask dealers to rate their optimism versus the month prior as either more optimistic, the same, or less optimistic. The May reading showed a net 61% of dealers reported being less optimistic. This is the second lowest reading since we started measuring optimism in 2011. March 2020 is the only month to see a lower reading when a net 66% of dealers said they were less optimistic. Dealer commentary suggests the drop in optimism is from a combination of manufacturers continuing to cut discounts while raising prices, the rising interest rates, and equipment deliveries continuing to be behind. One dealer from the Corn Belt commented, We are becoming less optimistic for 2022 and 2023 as our equipment supply shrinks with little to no improvement on deliveries. This week's dealer on the move is Hills Machinery. The Case IH dealer opened two new facilities in Mills River and Leland, North Carolina. Hills Machinery now has nine locations. According to the company, the two new locations ultimately put equipment owners throughout the territory within 90 miles of a Hills location, no matter where their job site or farm is. Now here's Michaela Pockner with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. AGCO is taking a retrofit-first approach to autonomy and its tech stack. The OEM is designing technology that will fit farmers' operations, which often include a mixed fleet and the need to improve efficiency without buying a brand new machine. Here's how AGCO illustrates its tech stack and the in-house development, acquisitions, and investments that support it. Autonomous software development companies Apex AI and JCA Industries are foundational components of AGCO's tech stack. AGCO acquired JCA in May and announced an expanded partnership with Apex AI earlier this month. As you can see, JCA enables all levels of AGCO's tech stack. Precision planting, software, hardware, and electronics manufacturer Apario and precision harvesting company Headsight complement the connectivity and advanced sensing of AGCO's machines. Faromatics, a precision livestock farming company, adds to AGCO's autonomous automation, artificial intelligence, data management, and logistics capabilities. The acquisition of 151 Research, a research and product development firm focused on grain, enables farm connectivity and a minority investment in smart spraying company GreenEye Technology allows AGCO to enhance its AI and machine learning capabilities. Not pictured in this graphic is AGCO's recently announced investment in OptiFarm, a precision livestock software company. Seth Crawford, AGCO's Senior Vice President and General Manager of Precision Ag and Digital, 
says internal strategic discussions identified that AGCO had the foundation to advance its artificial intelligence and autonomy capabilities on its own, but it would take too long to go it alone. We feel from a retrofit first approach that we have a great brand with precision planting and it's very well accepted and recognized by farmers. It's a, you know, a technology that can be retrofitted onto anybody's machine. We didn't feel that we needed to go get brands. We felt that we needed to go get the capabilities. And so that's what we've done. You know, not many people have heard of uh, JCA or Apario or Headsight. But if you look at the products uh, that are out there across the farms, quite often they have some place in, in a lot of the, uh, the farms that are out there. And we see that as a real opportunity for us to continue doing that too. You know, continuing to build on our capabilities organically, uh, continuing to grow the businesses we've acquired, and continue to keep an eye out for investments. Crawford says thinking retrofit first is a huge differentiator between AGCO and its competitors, and it's the best business opportunity for AGCO as it puts the farmer first. Retrofit falls into a different channel than its competitors' autonomous options, and it's a channel that AGCO is already familiar with in its global markets, particularly in Western Europe. Crawford spoke in-depth about AGCO's Retrofit First strategy in the latest episode of the Precision Farming Dealer podcast. We have a link to that conversation in the web story for this segment. That's it from today's Technology Corner. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Michaela. On June 16th, Monarch Tractors petitioned, with the support of AEM and the Far West Equipment Dealers Association, to amend a 1970s-era California regulation thwarting progress in autonomous farming was denied by a 4-3 vote by California's Occupational Safety and Health Standards Board. Penned three decades before GPS was even introduced to farming, the regulation states, all self-propelled equipment shall, when under its own power and in motion, have an operator stationed at the vehicular controls. Far West joined a coalition of agricultural interests, including producers supporting the petition, to advance the use of autonomous equipment to improve worker safety and address labor shortages and an increasing demand for emerging agricultural technology that offers sustainable career development for the future. Growers say driverless equipment would allow them to increase productivity with efficiency and continuous 24-hour operations. Far West Equipment Dealers Association President and CEO Joni Wolfel said, This is a significant setback in deploying real-world solutions to improve worker safety, increase productivity, and adapt emerging technology. The agency wrote in its decision that the technology is still very new and requires human supervision. While some study has been done in this emerging industry, the current data set is too small to allow for Cal OSHA to conclude that safety provided by an autonomous tractor is equivalent to safety provided by a human operator. More information, including information gleaned from the petitioner's recently granted temporary experimental variants, is necessary for determining if an amendment to the regulation is needed. Such data and information will help inform that rulemaking process should it occur. You can find additional coverage and details of the denied petition on agequipmentintelligence.com. Now here's Ben Thorpe with a data and trends update. Thanks, Kim. Based on the results of this year's Ag Equipment Intelligence Big Dealer Report, Kubota continues to see an increase in its number of big dealers as well as the number of stores owned by those big dealers. A big dealer is defined as having five or more Ag Equipment locations. There were 33 Kubota big dealers reported this year, up from 19 in 2021. This increase was due to a combination of growth among Kubota dealers as well as data that had been missing in previous reports. 
only 13 Kubota big dealers were reported in 2013. The number of ag equipment locations owned by big Kubota dealers also rose to 225 in 2022 versus 108 in 2021. Big Kubota dealers owned only 124 ag equipment stores in 2013. Speaking with George Russell, founder of Machinery Advisors Consortium and collaborator on the Big Dealer Report, he pointed out movement by Kubota dealers toward Kubota-only branded stores and dealership groups with scale. Alex Woods, Senior Vice President, Sales Operations, Supply Chain and Parts at Kubota, said the rise of Kubota-only dealerships was not a brand purity effort by the manufacturer, but rather an organic response to the company's improved equipment offerings. And I think that is that is something that's happening largely organically because as we talked about before if i can if we can provide the dealer uh, more products to sell we get more and more share of the wallet we're able to provide uh cover more and more of the total operating expenses of the dealership then we're we're able to earn uh, that ability so you know we're not about uh, brand purity. We're not demanding that of our dealers. We think um, if we can continue to get a bigger and bigger um, share of the wallet, then it is just naturally um, moving our direction. Woods did say this Kubota-only dealer trend could slow down in the future as equipment supply chains continue to struggle across the industry. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. The Equipment Dealers Association has released its annual Dealer Manufacturer Relations Report. New this year, Kubota was broken into three groups in the full-line category, Kubota Canada, Kubota USA, and a combination of all responses. In its first year on the survey, Kubota Canada took top honors as the dealer's choice for full-line manufacturer, with a total score of 5.63, above Kubota USA's score of 4.51, and the total Kubota score of 4.59. This surpasses both the average total full-line manufacturer score of 4.8 and the total manufacturer average of 5.06. Kubota Canada took the lead in 11 of the 12 categories with its highest score in parts quality at 6.21 and its lowest score in return privileges at 5.43. Klaus was the only other full-line manufacturer to have the highest score in a category with a 4.95 in product availability. In the tractor manufacturer category, Branson kept its first place spot for the third year in a row with an overall score of 5.01, down from a score of 5.79 last year and its lowest score in nine years. Branson saw year-over-year -year declines in all category scores, with its highest score being a 5.62 in product quality and its lowest a 3.85 in product availability. However, Branson's category scores beat the average for all tractor manufacturers in every category. Branson also took the highest score among tractor manufacturers in product availability with a 3.85, return privileges at 5.45, and warranty payments at 5.26. You can find extended coverage of the full line and tractor manufacturer results in the July-August issue of Farm Equipment, and we'll have coverage of the short line and OPE manufacturers in the September issue. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessetermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.